Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, the 17th chapter. Let's pick it up at verse 14, okay? It says this. When they came to the crowd, well, 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 let's stop right there. <laughs> Who? When they came to the crowd. So the flow of what we've seen within the narrative so far here, Matthew, is <coughs> this is Jesus and Matthew, Mark, and James, the disciples that had been up on the mountain with him when he was transfigured. Remember, they had just asked him, hey, why is it that the scribes say that Elijah must first come? And he answered their question, and the disciples understood that Jesus was talking about John the Baptist being Elijah, if you believed. You see that from other portions of the Scripture, that he, he uh, fulfilled that role and that function. And so they're coming off the mountain. They're having a discussion. When they get to the crowd, so there's a crowd gathered there, and that's where we're picking it up. Verse 14, when they came to the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, well, let's just stop right there. So here comes a man. He comes up to Jesus. He hits his knees before Jesus, and he calls him Lord. What do you think we might be able to discern or glean from that? Yeah, well, that word Lord is curious, and it's used in a lot of different ways. It's used as Lord in the way that we understand it. Uh, it's also used a lot in Scripture. Uh, well, it's used more as Lord in the way we understand it, but it is used a lot as Master. Some people want to translate it as sir. Well, that might be okay, except for the fact he hit his knees, <laughs> right? If he, you'll see accounts where somebody says, uh, Lord, sir, you know, it's like, and it's like you're standing talking to somebody, and you're giving deference to uh, someone and honoring somebody. Here, though, he's on his knees. I think that gives us some insight to the attitude of the heart of this gentleman. So he comes and says, Lord, have mercy on my son. Well, I think maybe now we get more insight into the attitude that this guy's approaching Jesus. He's calling him Lord. He's on his knees before him, and he's crying out for mercy, not on his behalf, but on behalf of his son. He continues, for he, the son, is a lunatic and is very ill, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. That word for lunatic, we talked about this a while back, I think, in Matthew. It literally uh, means to be moonstruck. And you'll see that in some of the earlier English translations. He's moonstruck. Okay? Uh, nowadays, people will say, oh, well, he's got epilepsy because of what happens to him. He often falls in the fire and often falls in the water, and he's very ill. Well, <coughs> that could be true. That could be what we give as a title, as a name, and even as an organic problem but as we're about to see this young boy was experiencing a demon okay a demon and you say well then it's not an organic problem no no not necessarily sometimes demonic things can bring organic problems as the apostle paul remember that he had a problem he went for the lord three times and the lord's response was my grace is sufficient and paul said well, what i learned from this is he left this thorn in the flesh because of the tremendous and great revelation that he was giving me. 
In other words, keep Paul sort of humble. And then Paul described this thorn in the flesh as a messenger of Satan. But it was a messenger of Satan that the Lord ultimately left there because it was at the, uh, that the Lord was doing something there in the midst of that. That's sort of interesting, isn't it? So here we've got a young son that's described as a lunatic. He's moonstruck. He's very ill. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So that's the state. That's what's occurring here. Here's where it gets really interesting. Verse 16. The gentleman is still speaking. I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Oh, my. I think this one really strikes home at a lot of us, those of us who are true believers. Because a lot of times we don't even want to hear about these things. And you can't read the Gospels without seeing all the way through the accounts of the encounters that Jesus and the disciples had with the demons, with sicknesses, with illnesses that were caused by demons. Here we go, though, and the disciples tried, but they couldn't cure him. I think that's the fear that is in the forefront of so many of our minds in dealing with things like this. Well, let's read on. We'll see some more. Verse 17, and Jesus answered and said, You unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Woo! Sounds like Jesus is a little testy right here. (laughs) I mean, really. And it is sort of hard to believe and hard to understand. But not really. Because he's telling them, you are an unbelieving generation. You don't believe. You're a perverted generation. And that word perverted means corrupted. Uh, You're distorted. You're misinterpreting things. Okay? It's crooked. You don't believe that which you do believe you're perverting and you're distorting. And he says, how long shall I be with you? The idea being, I'm not going to be with you forever. And he says, how long shall I put up with you? (laughs) Wow. And it means, uh, you know, we say, well, I'm putting up with this. It's not quite in the sense that we use it, though. It basically is. He said, how long am I going to tolerate this? How long will I bear, bear this? How long will I endure this? Bring him here to me. What he's addressing is their unbelief. The interesting question is, who's he addressing? Well, he says your unbelieving and perverted generation of disciples were believing, though they were growing in their belief, and there's a lot of things they didn't believe and they didn't understand, but at least they believed. So they bring the young man to him, verse 18, and Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was cured at once. So he's not rebuking the boy that the boy had done a sin necessarily, but there was a demon within him. He's rebuking the demon, and the demon came out of him. And the boy was, notice, cured. Cured. It's a medical term right here, okay? And so he had what we would give a medical label to and that we would try to medicate. We would try to do all sorts of things with this. It was a demonic presence. And Jesus cured him at once, instantly. Watch this. Well, we can appreciate this next thing. Verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why can we not drive it out? You know, the disciples, they didn't do it publicly. <laughs> you know, they waited until they got privately with Jesus. You know, they trusted Jesus with being able to ask this kind of thing. They didn't want to be further embarrassed in front of everybody. 
because they had already been proven to be powerless in the eyes of the people, right? And they just asked Jesus, why couldn't we drive it out? And Jesus said to them, verse 20 and 21, because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have a faith of the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. So what's the bottom line? What's the answer to the question? Why couldn't we not drive it out? Because of the littleness of your faith. The Lord is calling us to a greatness of faith, not a littleness of faith, a faith that will constantly and continually be growing. He said, if you do that, if you have faith the size of a mustard, so you can move this mountain. We know that phraseology. We know that picture. But did you know that it was tied in to the question that they had asked about uh, curing someone that had a demon? The last verse, verse 21, says this. Jesus is speaking. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There was a and is a kind of demonic thing. There's different types. There's different kinds. And he says, these kinds right here, you got to be walking in prayer. you got to be walking in a lifestyle of fasting. You have to be abiding, is what ultimately he's going to say, in me to move with the power and the faith to tell that thing to leave. Are we willing to do that, folks? Start with, do you want to? I do. And Lord, make it happen. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.